Hey everyone, welcome to Dreadnought Mondays. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are joined by Lisa Paranzo. Lisa, thank you for taking the time to be here. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to today's conversation. If you wouldn't mind, just take a minute, give an introduction, a background of yourself, and let people know who you are. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to get to do this with you and talk with you and connect with your audience. Uh, my name is Lisa Pranzo. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called The Healthful Life, which um, was a company of my own invention, which has paid off well. You'll understand why in a minute because of COVID. Uh, it is an online personal training platform. So I have multiple certifications in the fitness industry and some fancy education as well. And a couple of years ago, I noticed this really pervasive problem within my community of, you know, all of us adulting and working so hard and doing all the things and not really knowing how to incorporate fitness and wellness into an already chaotic schedule. So I launched a healthful life, which actually started as a blog about my daughter because I had clients at the brick and mortar I was training out of that were telling me like, man, you're so funny. Like we love hearing stories about you as a parent and I'm not funny. My daughter is hilarious. Like we love hearing stories about her and you know, you should write it down for her so that she has this going forward. And we also like like the levity that you bring to the seriousness that can be parenting sometimes. So I started, you know, blogging and writing stuff. And then eventually it just became this online training coaching platform. And I started with private coaching as giving people a tailored solution to their life so that they could work out consistently and, you know, have the nutrition piece of things under control and feel like they could still live their best life. And then when COVID hit, I actually started like completely training online the brick and mortar that i was working out of i'm in california just so that you i think we already talked about that though um the brick and mortar i was training out of shut down and my community was looking for a solution they wanted something so that they could keep their health in check during this crazy time so i text messaged a bunch of them and i was like look this might be a cluster this could be a hot mess but why don't we try to do a Zoom workout? We'll just see how it goes. And I mean, they trusted me enough to kind of jump on that bandwagon and we've been going for almost a whole year. Like what month are we in now? Every day ends in Y. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Um, so all of that and my journey into health and fitness and taking care of myself and finding this balance, came from actually a pretty significant injury that I experienced as a teenager. So I was in ROTC. I went into ROTC right after September 11th, not because of September 11th. Just to make that like really clear to your audience, I wanted a way to go to college. I didn't really know what being in the military entailed. I had zero idea of what ROTC was. I didn't even, I sat and took the ASVAB and I didn't know what it was. No joke. <laughs> I laugh about it now, but no joke. Like I was in the multi-purpose room at my high school taking this standardized test going, I don't know why I'm here. But <laughs> took here it. Here I am. Yeah, here I am. Let's just do, I don't know how to change the oil on a car. This is cool. Took the ASVAB <laughs> and the recruiters were like, man, you'd be a really strong candidate for ROTC. I went that route. 
and I ended up shattering, fracturing, and dislocating my right foot when I was 19 years old on a training exercise. And I didn't walk for the better part of a year. And I mean, talk about dreading no Mondays. That was like, I dreaded a lot of Mondays. I dreaded a lot of things then, <laughs> let's be real. Um, but what that gave me was an approach to health that helps me coach people now that not everyone is successful with the same solution. And people need things that are going to work the best for their body, their life, you know, the time parameters on their day, their schedule, and even on a deeper level, like what appeals to them so that they can continue to do it for forever. And looking at health more as what are you going to implement in your life as habits in your life that are sustainable throughout your life and not just temporary solutions. So I obviously healed from that experience. It took a long time and a lot of surgeries and a lot of physical therapy. And then I, you know, got my degrees and went into corporate America and got, I dreaded every single Monday. And then I eventually left and went into fitness full time. So that's like the yep. long background. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty extensive background. You mentioned a few things that I want to jump in. Um, one is the blog turning into a business. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what helped you make that leap? You know, instead of, I don't know if I can, you know, there's so many others doing the fitness or whatever that you know what what helped you make that leap to starting the business it really was answering a problem that i saw within my community i still have mo a healthful life is not old as far as like a small business goes it's only a couple years old i definitely still have moments where i'm like i don't know if i can do this the fitness industry as a whole is extremely saturated especially where i live i'm in san diego california you could throw a rock and hit a personal trainer like for real go out to the beach and just pick up a pebble and like you're good to go for me it was i wanted to do something in service of others and help others and because of my injury and feeling like i had been given this second chance to do something with my life and with myself I felt like I wasn't doing anything if I was sitting on all of this knowledge and experience I had gained if I wasn't telling people about it. So I love that. And, and you um, answered my second question, which was going to um, be how, how were you able to move past those injuries, you know, instead of wallowing on the woe is me, you know, and I love that you said you recognized that and you wanted to take that wealth of knowledge and you saw the opportunity not only to um, <clears throat> help yourself but also help others and take that initiative to do so you know um there's there's so many chances or so many um circumstances or times that we we don't recognize that opportunity mm -hmm. you know all we focus is on my broken foot so I think that's awesome that you were able to go past that and help others and use those experiences, which I'm sure you didn't enjoy during those experiences. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you saw an opportunity to help others with what you've learned from those experiences. Right. And it, it for sure was not like an overnight process, you know, like this isn't the endless hour podcast, right? So I kind of got to summarize it as best I can. You know, that whole getting to that point took years. I had to grieve the loss of the career I thought I was going to have. Uh, my physical capabilities as a young person. I mean, I, I was a month shy of turning 20 when I got hurt. So it was reconciling what my brain thought I could do versus what my body could actually physically accomplish. And I had to grieve that loss and, you know, grieve the loss of the community that I had as well. It was definitely not an overnight process. And in the beginning, it was for sure, like you said, I had to, I did have to focus immediately on getting better and what that was going to look like before I addressed all of those other things. But when I, you know, years later came out the other side, it was like, all right, well, if, if I have this, what am I going to do with it? And for me, a big thing of what I gained in the military was not just like the sense of community and the camaraderie and all those things. It was also like I was a woman in the military and there was a lot of power behind that for me personally. And I wanted to put that out into my community with who I was working with professionally, like the sense of empowerment and the sense of strength, because I gained that not only from my military experience, but also from overcoming that injury if that makes any kind of sense but i wanted to like pass that forward it does and I, I also love how you you said you know with with health and stuff it's not a it's not an overnight thing it's a lifelong journey you know so um yeah, we'll have the struggles and stuff but we'll have to progress with the the, the long run in mind mm -hmm. you know uh, there's that phrase out there it's not a sprint it's a marathon you know yeah there's going to be days that we slip and you mentioned those days that you're like i don't know if i want to do this or if i can do this and i don't want to get out of bed today <laughs> oh for sure for you know, sure but, but it helps with that that background and that um uh, discipline that you've instilled in yourself and having that long-term goal in mind that drives you and pulls you out of bed and pulls you forward Right. I think for me, it became this, I was seeing a lot of like the 30 day solution, which is very like shiny and pretty because it gives you very quick results. And that's what we want as a society is like the super fast result. And for me, it was a lot of looking at the bigger picture that it didn't take you 30 days to get unhealthy. Right. So it takes longer than that. It takes little decisions that you've made that end up compounding against each other and snowballing into this whole thing that ends up getting out of control that then you want to change. So while 30 days could give you the solution, for sure, those programs have been shown to work. They wouldn't continue selling if they didn't. My question to people is always, what are you going to do when the 30 days is up? Are you going to go revert back to old habits? Or are you going to find a way to take whatever you learn in that 30 days and move it forward? And most of the time, they don't know how to move that forward. So what ends up happening is they regress back to where they were 
prior that 30 days and then even further back and then they're you know undoing not only all the good that they've done but they're doing more bad and then when they want to fix that they're like they're not even starting at zero they're starting at like negative five to just to get up to a baseline to move forward again exactly they don't have the the long goal in mind all i see is that next 30 day window right you know, I experienced that a lot in the financial industry that I'm in. You know, if I handed someone $10 million, it would be gone a year later because they don't have the background and the discipline and the, the um, proper steps in place to make it last. You know, the, the knowledge and the um, <clears throat> know-how, if you will, right. to make it last past that 30 days of that year or whatever. You know, versus if I say, okay, let's start with this baby step, you know, this is an end goal in five years and then 10 years and 20 years. Then after a year of working on that, I can hand them $10 million and they would last a whole lot longer because they've mm -hmm. changed their habits, they've changed their mentality about it, all that stuff like you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like and the financial industry, like the example that you just gave, and in my industry as well, so much of it is mindset. And people don't necessarily want to talk about that stuff or hear about that stuff. And that's where I've really liked the individual coaching part of a healthful life, because that's the part that you can dive into a little bit deeper. You know, why are you making the decisions that you're making? Because if you gave me $10 million, uh, that would last because I could see the end goal, but I get it that it's shiny, like it's pretty. So then it doesn't last for everybody because it's like the novelty of it. Right. And then yes. it's gone. <laughs> the instant gratification is what society is looking for. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, a lot of uh, the longer term you know, they, they may not uh, have the results as quickly, but they last a lot longer. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, dive deep. Okay, what's the real backstory, you know? Or like with, with my podcast here, Dread No Mondays. Okay, what's your Monday and why do you dread it? What's the underlying reason that causes you to dread it? What's the underlying reason that causes you to eat these snacks at 1030 at night or whatever right and it, it's so funny because when um abigail approached me about your podcast and I, I was thinking like well i don't necessarily have like a monday anymore i know i said that to you before we started recording when i when i was in corporate america i definitely got to the point where it was like the literal i dreaded every monday like sunday afternoon was awful <laughs> I, I was right there <laughs> you know what i mean and now literally i don't at all i mean a lot of people leave corporate america they go into fitness because they think they're going to have all this time and then we end up working more and we're working very non-traditional hours you know into the night on the weekends on holidays and all that kind of stuff and for me it was I didn't, I didn't mind it. I still don't mind it. I love being able to like wake up and do what I love. I tell my clients all the time, I manifested my best life in yoga pants. Cause I was so freaking sick of like wearing fancy pants to work. 
<laughs> I was, I was like super over it, but I can see how they dread the Monday, whatever the Monday is and how the behavior comes as a result of dreading that Monday, like the negative behavior. And then that negative behavior ends up becoming an excuse. And we can, we can hone in on those excuses like so deep and use them to our advantage. That I can't mentality. And I didn't realize even how pervasive that was in my community until I really started talking about my injury. Because if you met me in person, I don't limp. I don't walk with any kind of assistance. You would never know that I didn't walk for a year and had this significant amount of trauma unless I told you. I've worked my ass off, sorry, to get it to that point though. And when I started training people and, and really like talking about what happened to me, I would tell them if I said I can't, if I dreaded that Monday, I would not be walking. I would not be able to drive a car. I would not be able to go on walks with my dogs. We just, we were in Palm Desert last weekend. We're hiking out by like La Quinta and Joshua Tree and stuff. I wouldn't be able to do those things. Surfing would be gone for me. Like all the things that I loved about my life pre-injury. I remember the physical therapist telling me to walk without assistance and I told her no and then I did it anyways why why was that <laughs> I, th I think I had put the limitation on myself in my head that I couldn't do it I think it was completely fear-based and I think a lot of people's limitations and excuses they create for themselves for the most part not every time are fear-based I love that and it's so often, at least from my experience, it's they don't recognize it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. You know, and they don't recognize the snowball effects that happens because of it. Like, you know, um, when I used to dread Mondays in corporate America, I'd go, I'd go shopping at Home Depot or something just to blow off some steam and spend a few hundred bucks, and then I get mad because I didn't have money for this thing that I wanted to do and. Then it just snowball snowball and it took forever for it to click on why what well, that was happening but that is like even a deeper thing to unpack because then you're like okay well the shopping at home depot is a coping mechanism for the thing that i hate doing so i need to change the behavior of going to home depot and dropping a few hundred bucks but then don't i also need to change the thing that's pushing me to go to home depot to spend a couple hundred bucks in the first place yeah and for so so many, um many of us it takes a long time to recognize that and to not only recognize but um accept it yes you know and change our mindset to change. yeah exactly because that pivot is hard people will stay in at least i have i found i'm sure you see this too people will stay in a point of negative behavior because it's comfortable and the prospect of pivoting is scary. Change is scary because you don't know what's on the other side. I remember when I went to go launch a healthful life, the first person I told 
that I was doing it told me I would never buy anything off of the internet. I don't know why you're doing that. That was the first piece of feedback that I got. And now look at two years later, what, if, what would have happened if I hadn't taken that leap? And for me, it wasn't the monetary thing. Look at how many people I've been able to help and serve. Exactly. Absolutely. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, it's not Michael Jordan. I, I want to say it's Michael Jordan. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that quote. But. <laughs> like, I kind of want to go find out now. But yeah, you're completely right. I mean, it, and look at how well it's worked now during a pandemic. I never could have predicted COVID happening. But I was yeah. still able to serve my community, even in a virtual sense, in the past year. And what was that like transitioning to COVID? I know you touched on it a little bit. Transitioning from brick and mortar to online and, oh, no, what if I lose all my clients? Or It's been weird. <laughs> it, it was definitely a pivot that I was not. I, I definitely stepped out of my comfort zone on that one. And uh, it, it was purely to help them because I was getting messages asking when, you know, the brick and mortar was going to reopen, when were we going to be back in together? How was that going to look? And, you know, all the things and California has been on lockdown 6 million times in the past year. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, but I didn't even think about that uncomfortableness or how it might not work. I just was like, screw it, let's go. And every, you know, it started with one workout a week and now it's progressed to three. Um, and what I did on the back end was recorded everything and put it onto a Google Drive so that people can go back in and access it if they need something on the other days or if they can't make a workout live or whatever it is. In some respects, it's been fun because I get to work out with them you know, whereas at the brick and mortar, I don't, I'm, you know, standing and training and it's verbal cues. Um, technology speaking, knock on wood, it's been much smoother than what I thought it would be. So I'm pretty excited about that. I only had one time where Zoom didn't want to work on me, which is not bad for a year. Not at all. Right. So all in all, I feel like it's, for me, truly not being that technologically inclined and not having a home gym set up at all, at all, I had to, I had to make it as we went. It's been smooth and I'm really freaking, they know I brag on their butts all the time. I am so proud of them because what it gave me, the gift that all, that gave me was being able to pull in the other certifications that I had. So we're doing Pilates, we're doing bar work, you know, we have one day a week where we like stretch and stuff like that, but they're also doing like hardcore hit workouts and they've learned the Olympic lifting that you can do with dumbbells. They've learned that. I mean, they've learned a ton. I just, they were my guinea pigs. I just got my kettlebell certification this past year and they were my guinea pigs for that. They've learned how to do so much and that was the biggest positive because it was like, not only did they trust me, but 
they also got to see their strength in a completely different way. I bet you none of them thought that they would be like deadlifting and doing cleans and like thrusters and snatches and all these crazy moves out of their living rooms. But they are. And they're doing it well. And they've had awesome results. That's awesome. You've uh, mentioned something that um, I've tried to illustrate several times on my show is, you know, starting where you are with what you've got. You know, you just you just said that uh, you were not so tech savvy when you started and stuff, but you figured it out. You know, um, um, there's been times that I've had to Google how to do things. How do you use Zoom? How do you put in a movie or a video on YouTube? How do you? <laughs> you know, I think it's so important because it's one of those limiting beliefs that I've found is I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Florida, so I'm not going to leave Utah to go there. Or I'm not, I don't know, there might be construction in Cincinnati or whatever. You, know, you let all those unknowns stop mm -hmm. you from even starting. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's so important. I think it's so awesome that uh, you're um, another example of making it happen with where you are, what you've had. Well, thank you. And they're, they're an example of that too. You know, a lot of them didn't, I didn't have the home gym set up. We had stuff, but not like a place where I could record myself. A, a lot of them didn't even own dumbbells. It was like every week it progressed because we had to wait for people's Amazon orders <laughs> of like dumbbells and stuff to come in, but we made it work. And that was the thing with it. We just, we made it work. It was like, what do you guys have this week? Okay, I have this. Okay, cool. We're going to make the workout work around that. Because that unknown, for me, could have been an excuse to not do it. Absolutely. You know, and, and for me, it was, you know, COVID, all the, this, there's been so much blasted in our face in it. And what I saw was the stress and anxiety, the overwhelm that it was creating. So I wanted to provide a safe space to let that stuff go. Because you're still dealing with all the adulty stuff. The work and the kids being out, everybody's at home all the time, oh my gosh, all those things. And then there's a pandemic. It was like one more huge thing got tossed in. So it was like, how just how do we give this space? And then also, you know, it gave a sense of community amongst them because that was the thing was that training out of a brick and mortar, you're always kind of there at the same time as other people and they would check in with each other and, you know, know what was going on in, in the other people's lives. And then, you know, in the blink of an eye, it was gone. And they wanted that back. Like they needed that. And I needed that. So it gave us that opportunity. I mean, it's, it's been such a cool evolution to see and nothing that I ever would have anticipated. That's awesome. You know, so, so fun to think, you know, mentally and stuff, whatever your, your before and after, you know, pre COVID today kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. Um, I want to jump into mindset a little bit more. Um, 
when you work with people that uh, did those 30 day programs, and again, not to throw those under the bus because they have their place and stuff and whatnot, but you know, the mindset's different, the goal term is different, all that stuff. How do you, how do you um, help them go from the 30 day mindset to the 20 year kind of mindset? The interesting thing about the 30 day program and what it can do from my experience is it can actually have a really negative impact like much more than what people think because i think it's much more subtle at least from what i found because if somebody does the 30 days and then they are not able to maintain it for whatever reason and then their results go away they actually feel worse than before they started the 30 days because in their mind they're telling there it's like the subconscious like it's never going to happen for you so you might as well not try at all because you tried and it didn't work when what they're not taking into account is not necessarily the 30-day program not working the transition out of the 30-day program didn't work there wasn't any like maintenance plan so to speak so when I coach people, it's, we all want to get from like A to Z in like the blink of an eye. And I get that. We want to know that our hard work is paying off, but you're missing all the steps in between. So for me, coaching people is truly getting them to understand that this is an incremental step process, like a staircase. This isn't, you're not jumping all the way down. You can't jump to the end and expect for the end to hold. You have to take all those little steps in between. So it literally is starting with someone and saying, where are you at? And what is the goal that you have for yourself? And then every single week, implementing something that they can change and hold on to for that next week. And then also analyzing what they've done and whether or not it's worked. So like, for instance, if, if you're like 30 days and I'm going to have you wake up at 6am to do a workout five days out of the week. But if you tell me I'm not a morning person, are you going to keep doing that after the 30 days are up? Probably not. Like, let's just be realistic about it. If the 30 day program is like, you need to take an hour and a half to work out five days a week, but you tell me that you're consistently working 12 hour days, your kids are home doing online school, and you have all these other stressors in your life. Are you gonna keep working out for 90 minutes after the 30 days are up? No, probably not. So it's taking that stuff and evaluating it from a very objective, like step out of it. And let's look at it. And then how can we tweak things going forward? If you tell me I'm not a 6 a.m. worker outer, cool, dude, me neither, okay? <laughs> Definitely not. But yeah. if you tell me like, oh, lunchtime, after work, I can make that work and I can make that work consistently. Okay, that's what we need to do. An hour and a half doesn't work for you. You're like, yeah, I could do that on a Saturday, but like on a Wednesday, that's not going to happen. Okay, well, can you give me like 30 minutes a few days a week? How would that look? And putting in those little changes analyzing whether or not they've worked and then continuing to put in more little changes so that by the time you're done, you can look back and be like, wow, this is, I, I'm good to go. I have everything that I need. And then it's also 
celebrating all those little victories in between the start and finish. Because we don't allow ourselves to be that positive about stuff. And I want you to be proud of the work that you're putting in. Because you're the one doing it. I'm not. I mean, ultimately, your success is yours alone. I, I, I tell my clients all the time, I'll tell you everything. I'm completely transparent with this. It's whether or not you use it. That's up to you. Yeah. There are a couple of things that I love that you said there is, you know, the incremental steps. Because if you told me to start waking up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to do an hour and a half workout every day and this, 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 I'm like, I, you know. Like, no, I'm not, though. <laughs> well, but then think about how that impacts your mindset as well. If I told you to do that, like realistically, if I was like, yeah, okay, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to be doing a 6 a.m. workout. It's going to be 90 minutes long. And you failed Monday and Wednesday. How badly would you feel about yourself? And then how does that snowball? Yeah. Over Friday, Friday, I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even bother even trying right? on Friday. Friday. By Friday, you're not even setting the alarm. You're like, yeah, whatever. I already didn't do it two days. Yeah. So, so that, you know, if you do the incremental, okay, let's, let's do 15 minutes, you know, maybe 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon. You know, mm -hmm. maybe while your kids are doing some schoolwork, you can go over here for 10 minutes or whatever. Right. And break it up and stuff. And and then the biggest thing, at least for me, is that positive recognition, that positive reinforcement. It's like, okay, last week you did X, Y, Z, you know, instead of you didn't do, you didn't do, you didn't do, mm -hmm. you know, you did, did, did. That's going to give me more motivation than you didn't, didn't, mm -hmm. didn't. <clears throat> Right. It's oh. that, that positive reinforcement is so important. And those little tiny victories are so important as well. Because if you can come back to me and be like, okay, well, we had it as a goal for me to work out three days a week for 30 minutes. And I did that. Super. That worked for you. Let's talk about why that worked for you. How did you figure out how that was going to work? I mean, I'll even get as deep into the weeds as like making someone pull out their calendar and schedule in that time like block it out in your calendar and when you're doing that take into account not just the workout but how long is it going to take for you to get ready after or what are you eating after how long is that going to take so if you tell me i have an hour to work out wednesday at noon or whatever but it's going to take me a half an hour to shower get dressed eat something you know whatever then you actually only have 30 minutes and within that 30 minutes you need time to warm up you know do an activation and cool down so now we're actually looking more at like 20 for like a hard workout but what that does for me is you've taken an hour and you're not stressed about it you're not running late to the next thing. You're not concerned that, you know, this is taking too long or whatever. You feel successful. That was my goal when I became a trainer. I wanted people to leave my presence feeling successful every time. I love that. And they're, they're not stressed. It's, it's on their terms. You know, they, they can make it work. It's not another burden. Mm -hmm. per se 
you know, and then, then especially if you focus on how it's going to help them get to their goal, you know, and oftentimes with that positive reinforcement, you know, you, last week you did this, this, and this, oftentimes in my experience, I'll come back, oh yeah, and, and because I was able to do that, I was able to go on a walk with my dog or play ball with my kid or go on bike rides. And so you're like, yeah, let's do more of that, you know, and you right. take advantage of it in a positive way you know, to help them even more. Right, those non-scalable victories. But it's just like what you're doing, you know, with the finance stuff and what you're talking about with the $10 million earlier. If you told, you know, someone today, you need to be a millionaire by tomorrow. I mean, if they could do that, they would have done it already, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you have to give the tools to be able to get to that point and for me that's where like all of this experience and education came into play and also figuring it out for myself as a person with my own business also training out of a brick and mortar with a family and a young child i figured out how to do it so i'm going to tell other people how i figured it out and you're just sharing your story your experience mm -hmm. <clears throat> i love that I love that's a incremental little changes that can make a big difference on that. Oh, for sure. Long-term goal. For sure. And then it impacts other areas of your life. <clears throat> you, know, mm -hmm. you help people with their fitness, they're going to do better at work. It's going to help their finances. It's going to help this, this, this. And if I help people with their finances, they're going to feel better at this and work out more. And so it's a. Exactly. <clears throat> it can be a snowball in a positive way. Yes. For sure. I tell my clients now that we're like lifting kind of, you know, like doing the dumbbell work and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of empowerment for moving heavy stuff and showing yourself that you can do it. And for me, it's even taking into account the non-scalable victory first, which is what you're talking about. Like, how do you feel after a hard workout and you've been successful with it? or you've conquered that more difficult move or whatever it is, or, you know, you're sleeping better or you're more focused at work or you're not as cranky with your kids or you're not needing that like 3 p.m., you know, caffeinated pick me up because you have the energy. All of those things end up piling on top of one another and giving you the confidence for all the other areas in your life. Absolutely. It's, it's a huge snowball and it's mm -hmm. <clears throat> awesome. Well, Lisa, uh, thank you for taking the time to be here. It's been an awesome conversation. Where can thank people you. find you if they wanted to reach out and connect to you? So I'll give two easy spots. Uh, the first being the website, which is a healthfullife.org. And I know you're going to have all this in the show notes, but just for people to know. And then the other spot is my Instagram and the handle is my name at Lisa Peronzo and one links back to the other. So the website's got all the stuff, you know, social media links and website for um, YouTube channel, like recipe, blog, blah, blah, all that stuff. And then uh, link for the website is also in the bio on Instagram as is an application for coaching if people want to work with me privately. And I know I told you this before, but as a thank you to you and to your listeners, there is also a freebie that I'm giving to you to share with everyone that is workouts you can do from home. And that being said, they are short workouts, 
and they are they are malleable so you can make them harder you can make them easier you can if you have time you can put multiple ones together and make a longer form workout you can do it however it works the best for you and the day that you are in but what I always, always, always tell people is if you have an injury and you don't know how to adjust around for it, if you don't know what kind of weights to choose, if you have questions about any of it, to please reach out and ask me. I am the one who responds to all of those very specific training questions, and I'm more than happy to have the conversation. Awesome. And uh, the website, is that where people can go for the freebie? Um, I will give it to you. I'll send it to you. It'll Perfect. be URL specific for you. Okay, sweet. So yeah, um, let's definitely connect with uh, Lisa on that. And uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in and taking the time to listen and watch. And please reach out and let us know how we can help you. Dread no Mondays.